The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Thursday the 5th of July. Tony Abbott's assault on Turnbull's energy policy. Cyril Rioli retires. Claire explains horizontal, fiscal, equalisation. And 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. This is your Squiz Today. Claire, you know this about me already, and I'm happy to share it with squeezers. I just find it so hard to get excited about energy policy. I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone, but I'm sure there are plenty <laughs> that, are, that are very into it. So I know there's something to do with Tony Abbott, something to do with disagreeing with Malcolm Turnbull. That's the politics. What's Look, the story? And that's why I've pulled that apart this morning uh, in the email, and we'll go through it very, very quickly now in, in as <laughs> little pain as possible for you. So what's happened over the last few months is after a decade and more of back and forward, the Turnbull government has landed on what it's calling a national energy guarantee. Energy That's an re- NEG. It's energy. an egg. It's an egg. Oh, it's an egg. Yeah. An NEG would be better. Neg, neg. So what's, um, what the policy plans to do is focus on making sure that energy and our power that's coming through is firstly reliable because there's issues with enough supply in the grid, but secondly, mm-hmm. affordable, which of course is something that all governments want to try and ensure. And how they're looking to do that the trick is to make sure that we also meet our obligation in the Paris Climate Agreement, which is to bring uh, emissions down by 26 to 28% by 2030. The Turnbull government has done a really big job in getting all the state and territories on board, which they have to do because ultimately they're responsible for really delivering a lot of this. But it's also been able to fend off an attack from Tony Abbott, who you will remember became leader of the opposition and toppled Malcolm Turnbull back in 2009 uh, over climate change and over a carbon tax and all sorts of things. Um, But it's navigated a new policy and really the interesting thing, I think, is that Tony Abbott, who was formerly uh, a very effective politician on this issue, hasn't really been able to land a blow uh, even though he's um, talking about crossing the floor and voting against his own side on this. Right, gotcha. Okay, from one exciting piece of news to the other, um, horizontal fiscal equalisation. What is it? Why do we care? But although I do know we have a number of economists who listen to the Squeeze Today podcast, so this one's Oh, for you. there you go. Yeah. They're going to love our insights into this then. So what that's about is um, how the GST is carved up between um, the Commonwealth Government who receives it and the states and territories who get all of it back. So, yeah, there's long been um, contention about the formula for how that's given back. Western Australia particularly uh, is disadvantaged, they say, because they only receive around 30 cents plus um, Mm -hmm. in the dollar back that they actually contribute in GST. So after a bit of an inquiry, uh, the government's going to announce its response today and the hot tip is that it will add about $7 billion to that kitty to make sure that no state is worse off. Cyril Rioli is is one of our greatest AFL players. Uh, He's been part of the Hawthorne Football Club for 11 years, but at only 28, he has retired from the game effective immediately. What did he have to say? 
What he had to say is that it's time to go home to Darwin. Um, he's an Indigenous player. He has a big family uh, up in the top end. He just wants to go home. Simple as that. And sometimes it really yep. is. Whilst we're in retirement, actually, I noticed that um, Joel Parkinson, who's um, one of our surfers, announced his retirement this week, and Kelly Slater followed suit. So lots of retiring sports people at the moment. I noticed you've got some housekeeping in the email today, but I'm picking out the cave boys. There are reports that the reason the group went into the caves was for an initiation. Yeah, apparently there was some ritual that they would do where they had to go to the back of the cave, uh, write their name on the wall right at the back and then make it back. And apparently what's happened is that a flash flood has come through and left them stranded. So, yeah, I can imagine that someone's in a bit of trouble over that. Yeah, absolutely. And tell us about Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest. Yeah, so yesterday, or I guess still today, when you look at the time zone as we're talking, um, 4th of July in the US, so Independence Day. And for a lot of people, that means eating contests. And the <laughs> probably most famous one is Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest. Uh, it's on uh, New York's Coney Island. Um, legend has it that back in the day, four immigrants um, – uh, came together at the first Nathan's hot dog stand at Coney Island and they decided to um, determine who was the most devoted American citizen by how many hot dogs they can eat. And here Naturally. we are a hundred years later and jo- a guy called Joey Chestnut mm-hmm. uh, has broken his own record um, just a couple of hours ago and he's eaten 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Oh, that is impressive. And gross. And apparently it's a pretty hot day over there. So. And does that affect your eating ability? This is what I'm interested in. Like, does the weather affect your ability to eat a lot of hot dogs? I guess well, so. I'm sure when you're hotter and sweating, it's probably oh, not as easy it's as, got even more gross. I don't know. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, what's the subject line today? Something hot dog related? <laughs> it is. Oh. It's hot dogs and hamburgers, which is um, a very old John um, Mellencamp song. Oh, right. I like my favourite of his is um, Small Town. Oh, there you go. Well, you're from a small town, so that makes sense. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.